0: independent thoughts, independent life. This is
1: Chad Benson. We got a month for tomorrow, right? Time to vote. Economy's up, down, sideways. People, more people applying for unemployment. Unemployment's the lowest it's been in 50 years. Gas prices starting to inch up. That's all Putin's fault when they were coming down. It's Biden's fault. It's It's a weird time, to say the least. But I'm still curious as to why people pay no attention to what is happening around the world. Case in point, what's happening in Ukraine and Russia? Why does it matter? Because nuclear war is being talked about. Nuclear war. Understand that. Nuclear war. Let's go back. 1962. That's a ways away, kids. That's a wayback machine I wouldn't even thought of yet.
2: It shall be the policy of this nation to regard any nuclear missile launched from Cuba against any nation in the Western Hemisphere
3: as an attack by the Soviet Union on the United States, requiring a full retaliatory response upon the Soviet Union. I call upon Chairman Khrushchev to halt and eliminate this clandestine, reckless, and provocative threat to world peace and to stable relations between our two nations. How
1: close were we then? Man who's now being recognized more and more in history, A guy by the name of Vasily uh, Arkhipov, who none of you have no idea who the hell that is. Like, who? What the hell are you talking about? There were three nuclear subs. All three of them had to be in unison and in belief to fire their missiles. He said no. He would not fire his missiles on the U.S. after they were given the order. He goes down in history quietly as the guy who many people think saved the world. Are we there yet? No. But I tell you what, the White House is worried. Not about this, because they're always worried about stuff like this. They're worried more about the fact that nobody seems to pay attention to what's going on over the weekend it it got ratcheted up a bit because the Ukrainians and I'm going to go with the Ukrainians uh, probably with the help of the Americans and maybe some other
3: NATO allies uh, kicked the old pooter right in the grundle All right, we begin this hour with a massive explosion paralyzing one of Russia's key supply routes in the war with Ukraine the blast rocked the Kerch Bridge you see it right there it's Russia's only mainland link to the annexed Crimean Peninsula. And that small stretch of water you see on the map is Russia's only crossing. The bridge, not just a critical supply line, but also a symbol of Russia's attempt to claim Crimea from Ukraine. A Russian investigative committee arrived this morning to inspect the damage, and so far no one has claimed responsibility for the blast.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with it's probably, uh, with a little help from their friends, the Ukrainians. It pissed him off so much today that he decided, well, you know what? Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're coming for you. Not quite nuclear, but the message is being sent. Overnight, large explosions heard in the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv. It comes as the Ukrainian city of Zaporizhia is still reeling from a Russian missile strike Sunday that killed at least 17 civilians. Rescuers pulling survivors out of the rubble. Ukraine's president calling the attack absolute evil. Absolute evil. Yeah. So far, 10 people are dead uh, and the city is nerf. He is threatening. Last week, you know, we touched on a little bit last Friday that, hey, they're saying things like Armageddon behind closed doors that's right armageddon last night joe turned up the fear factor when he told a group of democrat donors that quote we have not faced the prospect of armageddon since kennedy and the cuban missile crisis did you know that we're this close to nuclear armageddon if that's true don't you think he should tell the country before he tells his donors this comment exploded onto the scene and no one knew where it was coming from Did our satellites detect a change in Russia's nuclear posture? Is there intelligence showing that Vlad's nuking up? No. What it's showing is he's desperate. He's absolutely desperate. He has nowhere to go. His off-ramps are all closed now. He's got nowhere to go. The hope was he would have an opportunity to get off somewhere and he would take it, where he could still stay somewhat in power and this could come to at least an uneasy, still full of tension, end. That, there is none of that now. With this bridge being blown up, by the way, Crimea, we talked to Mike Lyons on Friday, the importance of that is second to nine. He may be willing to risk losing land he's taken in the fire, because remember, before this, before this as a whole started, since 2014, they've been squabbling in many of these areas in and around the Russian border. But Crimea is the one. That's where his sea fleet is. That's where this black sea fleet, that's where all the stuff is for him to get all of his Navy and everything ready. If that's gone, he's got to go cold. Breakers, uh, he. He's. That's the place that should terrify you. But we don't talk about it. We got other things going on, right? Like, did you see what Kanye said? Did you, you know, again, we, because we're so blessed that we live in a country that is surrounded by two massive oceans. Our top hat is Canada, right? And our pants are Mexico, if you will. So we're not worried about massive invasions But the reality is this is getting very, very close to being ugly, ugly, ugly. To the point where it's mushroom cloud time. We've talked about it at nauseum on the show. A desperate man with nothing to lose is the most dangerous animal in the world. And he's getting there. 323-538-2423. 3, 3, 3, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We're getting closer to election day. Oh, my God, what will happen? A month away, and for many of us, I think tomorrow here in Arizona, they sent out their ballots, uh, so it's getting close. It's getting close. At once, it seemed like a red tsunami, and then it seemed like, no, the blue team was going to take it. Now we're back to, eh, it's more than likely that it's going to be
3: red. The firestorm roiling the pivotal race just a month before Election Day. The latest polling showing the race neck and neck as Walker and his Democratic opponent, Senator Raphael Warnock, make their final case to Georgia voters.
1: And that's the one that's gotten all the attention lately. right? Dr. Oz and and and, you know, Fetterman have gotten some attention. Uh, but the, the Warnock and Herschel Walker thing, and it has all to do with the fact that Herschel Walker has uh, has some issues. There's no doubt about that. It has some issues. Issues over there. They're going to debate finally. I think it's the only time they're going to debate, and it's going to be this week. And I've said this all along. I don't think Herschel Walker is a good candidate. Take away all of the extra issues he's had with paying for abortions, having children, and not telling anybody he's had children, things of that nature. Take away those things. I just don't think he's a great candidate. And it goes back to we get the people that we deserve. Apparently, this was two years in the making. From the time the Republicans lost during the last election, remember that and the chaos and the craziness around Georgia, and you had all these people who were Republicans going, don't vote, it doesn't matter. Well, it did matter. Now you look up and you go, okay, what do you have now? And they they went, they recruited, and they did all of the stuff. And this is what they've got. They've got a guy who struggles. I'm not going to lie. He struggles. But that's our team. I don't care. Hold your own accountable. Don't go out there and tell me how amazing you are, how you're living your life in a certain way. And then at the end of the day, you're doing the exact opposite of any of those things. This is not a good thing. And I don't know how the debate's going to go. Because he struggles with a lot of things.
3: Senator Warnock and Walker are set to debate this Friday. It's expected to be their only debate, and you can imagine the issue of abortion rights, at the very least, will be front and center. Yeah,
1: there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. Although he does have support coming this week. You've got a lot of people that are getting behind him. Uh, He fired his his, uh, director. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, who vets people nowadays? Like, isn't there a vetting process, right? You always hear about, like, with the like the vice president. When they pick the three or four people they think might be the vice president candidate, they go through this exhausting period of vetting in theory. You don't think somebody would ask, hey, you don't have a bunch of kids out there nobody knows about, right? Hey, you haven't paid for abortions, have you? And they should ask you, hey, what's the worst thing you've ever done? We'd like to know. Because we're thinking this might be a good gig for you, and if it pops out later, this could be trouble. So, what's the worst thing you've ever done? And go from there. <laughs> I don't think he would have told you. Maybe he didn't remember. You know, he played football for a long time. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Uh, if I'm him on Friday, I just bring out my Heisman and I set it down. That's <laughs> the best thing. Just anytime, anytime they ask a question you're not sure about, just go, I won the Heisman Trophy, and I got us a national champion here, Georgia. Go Bulldogs. 323-538-2423 3, 3, 3, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Rough ruff Greens slash Chad, Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Uh, I was telling producer Phil, I did nothing on Saturday. It was my day of do nothing. I like to do one day where I do nothing. Take a nap, relax. A doodle hung out with me all weekend, my little dog. Love it, love it, love it. Happy, healthy, older, uh, you know, just amazing. All because of one little change, which was Rough Greens. com slash Chad. It's amazing. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this stuff. And it brings your dog's food to life. Because your dog's food is meant to live on a shelf. It's not meant to be fresh. Right now, they want to send you a bag for free. All it costs you is shipping. It's a couple bucks and you get a bag for free. It's made a difference for my older dog, Doodle. It's making a difference for my younger dogs. You will see a difference as well. Try it now for free. dot com slash Chad. roughgreens.com com slash Chad. dot slash Chad. Chad Benson Show.
0: Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi.
4: Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh my goodness. No.
0: Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mmm,
5: That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time.
0: Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show.
6: Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker denied reports that he paid for a girlfriend's abortion, saying, I send money to a lot of people before adding, you know, for abortions. After the news broke that Walker paid for his ex-girlfriend's abortion, he raised more than $500,000 because dollars are the only thing Walker is willing to raise.
5: Planned Parenthood says it will soon open its first mobile abortion clinic in the country, which will make it easier to provide care to patients anywhere in the country that Herschel Walker has visited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's wrong. It's mean. It's evil. It's funny. Get over it. If you can't laugh at yourself, you're stop taking everything so seriously. He's got issues. He's not. He's a flawed candidate, to say the least. And uh, that was funny. What's not funny is the rising cost of everything. Things are going up. It's going to get more expensive. Why? Because of gas. Yeah. This is interesting. This is Labor Secretary Marty Walsh. Marty, talk to us.
3: What do you say to Americans right now, Secretary Walsh, who at this point may be losing confidence that the Biden administration can make this economy work for them when three out of four americans say the economy
2: is poor well certainly when it comes to energy and what we're dealing with gas uh, i mean that certainly was not created by this administration uh we're dealing with a war in ukraine you're talking about decisions opec OPEC has made uh which is very disappointing as well and i think what it does is right for too long america has been too dependent on foreign foreign energy
1: yes exactly that's what everybody's saying right why aren't we drilling more why are not we doing more why aren't we taking our national security as well as our economy into our own hands why do we go against our own best interests Maddie? that's what we're saying drill baby drill you're sitting around right now and you're celebrating what biden did yet when opec goes hey you know starting in november we're going to we're going to knock down the the uh the amount of oil we're bringing up by 2 million barrels a day it goes to hell in a handbasket guess what if we were drilling baby drilling baby We'd be in a much better position
2: and I think that the, the president has very made it very clear in the Inflation Reduction Act to be less dependent on foreign foreign energy supplies, whether it's oil or, or gas as we move forward here. We need to continue to do that. We're seeing more product, more production to, to to deal with the issue immediately. We're seeing uh, our refineries ramping up more production here in the United States of America to bring wow. the cost down for American people at the gas pump. Uh, for, right. for 13 straight weeks, we saw a reduction because of President Biden's policies and decisions. We saw gas prices coming down. Uh, you clearly OPEC caught caught the administration by surprise.
1: Yeah, and let's just call BS where we see it. First of all, you released it, right? And you know, the sour crude, as some people say, it's 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 easier to refine uh in some ways, but the reality is is refineries down here in the West. So our prices went through the roof. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well now they're starting to ramp up. I know Marty, they're starting to ramp up. It doesn't matter though. Because for the last month, we've seen them go up, 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 and away. And you're talking about getting off of foreign oil and all of this stuff. That's not happening tomorrow. We could do something about it that will start to move us towards energy independence while starting to go for your green, new, exciting deal. The reality is, though, people are feeling it. And they're feeling it every day. And you blame OPEC when things go south or Putin, but when you do well, you know, meaning the oil goes down, it's, your, it's yours. No, it's not. We're not consuming like we used to. And the more expensive it gets, the less we're going to consume. And we're lucky that China is not consuming the way they could be thanks to COVID, oddly enough. So, yes, we should be energy independent. We should take our national security into our own hands as well as our economy. But instead, you can sit there and blame Putin for everything. 323-538-2423. 3, 3, 3, At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. A little immigration. Some other stories as well. Lots of stuff today, kids. Including Columbus. Oh, he's a bad dude. Or is he? Chad Benson Show.
5: The Chad Benson Show.
0: independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson
1: economy 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 inflation i throw that in with the economy jobs throw that in with the economy then you got the other stuff and we talked about it you know last week about you know what's trending in the searches we do what's trending uh next hour but you know when you go and look month to month abortion april way up there whoa now it's down pre-decision, pre leak decision even, for Roe v. Wade. Ooh. But immigration has made a giant jump, as it should, because it's an issue. Last week, the great
7: and brave mayor of New York City. In the next few weeks, we'll be opening a large humanitarian emergency response and relief center on Randall's Island that will safely house hundreds of people who have found themselves in New York City at their long journey from our southern border. But unless we take immediate action, that center will be full in days, and we will have to open another and another and another. As a result of that reality, today, I am declaring a state of emergency in the city of New York. A state of emergency.
1: 17,000 people have been sent there from... uh... Texas, Arizona, right? I'm not going to count the the whatever the hell it was, the the 15 or 50 migrants that were flown to the northeast, but from there 17,000 have arrived there. And a vast majority of them leave within the first 24 hours. They go off to wherever they're going to. But they're upset. There's a state of emergency. What do we do? What do we do? Think about everybody at the border who, for the last umpteen years, decades, have been going, what do we do? And everybody's like, oh, shut up. We're a sanctuary city and we're doing just fine. Put up with it. You're racist for even mentioning anything like that. Wrong. You're feeling it now. It's your turn. It's your turn to shoulder
7: some of the burden. It's your turn to pay for some of it. It's your turn. New York City has already done more than nearly any other city to support this influx of asylum seekers. And we cannot deprive longtime New Yorkers of support services, even as we address the needs of these new arrivals. It's not sustainable. And it is not right. And it's not right. Why can't we send them somewhere else? He said, it's like, why can't we do that?
1: What can, can we do some of that stuff? Send them elsewhere. So he, he, he also rolls out like, hey, we need to fix the immigration problem. Uh, you know, we need to have a stronger border and we need to. Uh, is there any way that we can say we want to help, but then keep them somewhere else? <laughs> is, that, is that is that an option? It's not an option. Are you sure? Because I feel like it should be an option. They're feeling what the people at the border have felt for years. The stress. The 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 absolute massive crush of of people that are crossing the border illegally that are crossing the border claiming you know asylum and and they're feeling that he wants and and, you know he wants them to be able to work immediately he wants them to be able to uh you know to essentially once they're here you're just you're here now you're you're well I, i don't know what you think that'll do right like what do you think that's going to do? Do you think that's going to make it more beneficial for people just to go screw it. I'm not waiting in line to do it, right? I'll just cross over. Say I'm here for asylum. I'll get a job. I'll stay here for a couple years. By then I'll be so entrenched and they're they're, you know, I'll be lost in the shuffle. You've got to fix the border, right? Before you can decide how we deal with everything else and until that happens we're screwed you're trying to bail out a ship that's that that's leaking without trying to stop the leak that doesn't work it doesn't and that's where we are this is going to be a bigger and bigger issue and they're feeling it now there's an understanding of what's going on they're feeling it and that is a small amount of people They've gotten 17,000 people over the last several months. Yuma gets 900 a day. Little, little, bitty Yuma. McAllen gets thousands a day. Tucson, El Paso. A day. They get that well over 18 days. You got 17,000 over months, and you're like, oh, God, what are we going to do? It's crazy. Just Makes you shake your head and go, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Deal with it. You want it to be a sanctuary city. Do your part. 323-538-2423. 3, 3, 3, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Today is, uh, what did you say it was, uh, Producer Phil? Indigenous People's Day? Is that Indigenous we're People's Day. Or Columbus Day. Oh, he's a bad guy at Columbus. He's evil. He's bad, Chad. you Come on now. He's, he's, he's a horrible person. He's evil. He's bad. Neil deGrasse Tyson a couple years ago was on and uh, with Rogan and I watched it. I thought it was very fascinating. We talked about a lot of stuff, but one of the things he got to was uh, the evil that was. And quite frankly, I'm going to say this: very clever, very, very clever. That was Christopher Columbus.
6: If you needed more reasons to think that Columbus was a dick,
1: again, weren't saying he was perfect.
6: Let me add one to it. So on his third voyage, he had already planted enough Spanish flags that Spain had already begun to set up governments in these places he had basically conquered. One of the places, I think it's Hispaniola, is his third voyage, 1503 or 1504. He's got to get back to Spain. He doesn't have enough resources, not enough food for his crew. So he asks the natives, would you please give us some of your stock that you have collected from your farming? Now, this particular group of natives only makes exactly the amount of food they need to tie to the next crop. So they said no. Columbus knew. Now,
1: again, clever. And it also shows you how advanced they were comparatively to Hispaniola and the islands in and around North America. Understand, they're much more advanced right we're not we it, it, it is a civilization that you it's leap years and centuries in many cases ahead of them so he needs food for his peeps we got to get back guys we got to get back and these people are telling us we can't we can't we don't have any food for you guys we don't have no food for you none zip, zip we we just got enough for us just enough
6: and he's like oh okay Is that what we're going to do now all right i got an idea Knew that one week hence, coincidentally, there was going to be a total lunar eclipse where the full moon enters Earth's shadow and disappears. It's just a simple lunar eclipse, but that sunlight passes around Earth through Earth's atmosphere and takes on sunset colors that leach into Earth's shadow, giving the moon a deep red color of blood. Oh.
1: You guys see where he's going with this? Advanced versus non advanced. Primitive, advanced versus primitive.
6: Columbus said, and he knew about this cause he had read the eclipse table. We would known enough about the solar system at the time. We, we got that, okay? He says to the natives, if you do not give us food, my God, which is more powerful than your God will make the moon disappear and it will turn blood red. You have one week to comply. Some of them were skeptical. What? You can't. What? Others said, we gotta do what this guy (laughs) said. Look at the ships they came in. Their guns, their power. Sure enough, right on cue, the moon begins to disappear. Because he knows the science, he knows the astronomy. He knew this. Mm -hmm. And so he invokes this to dominate people who are not yet scientifically literate and within seconds of this beginning they bring him all the resources he wants we don't know what happened back at the island whether the people survived the winter but he got back to the island
1: yeah oh that's a bad horrible dude understand the time what would you do to save your family and your people just curiosity asking you. would you of course of course would you do something evil and bad is that evil You guys are still here. We're going across the ocean. There is no, I mean, you know, I mean, this this is it. We're doing this. We could kill all of you now and take it. I didn't want to do that. But for all the things of the evil that we point out now, because it's the wokeness, it's the right thing to do, Indigenous People Day, for all of that, he goes on to talk about how important he was. Well, it can't be. He's an evil white guy. How important could he be?
6: Christopher Columbus. I think him coming to America was the most significant thing to ever happen in our species. We're basically wandering, following the herds. Then the Ice Age hits. It is so cold that when the moisture evaporates from the ocean, it snows. And the snow falls. It stays. We call glaciers. So during the Ice Age, the ocean levels dropped, exposing the Bering Strait land bridge between Asia and what is now Alaska. Basically North America. Oh
1: amazing right so there it is land bridge right there exposed boom people wander across hey it's a party we've got a bridge we've got a bridge it's a party it's a party it's a party oh it's all melts we're stuck over here we're, we're, we're stuck over here why this is the most significant thing think about this for a second they're stuck over there flash forward thousands of years we ain't hanging out it's a weird world
6: Now Columbus crosses the Atlantic, makes contact with humans. This is the first time that has happened in 10,000 years. We have rejoined two branches of the human species. We are now one common genetic group. And that genetic crossbreeding now continues to this day. This was a hugely significant event, the rejoining of the branches of the human species. Yeah.
1: Talked about the fact, go look at what took place? Australia cut off from everything for a long time. He had mammals who have pouches, right? Marsupi- I mean, you have all of these things. The significance of what he did shouldn't be tossed away because you thought he was a bad guy. It shouldn't be. Much more complicated than that, but we don't do nuance anymore. We do black and white and we do anger. And that's sad. It really is. It does everybody a disservice because both sides struggle with truth and what they feel is identity in certain situations. Here's the reality. Did he do some bad things? Yes. Did he do things that he thought was right? Absolutely. Did they turn out to be bad? Yeah. The consequences were were, were definitely there. When I hear people say, he brought germs, they weren't that advanced, okay? They were like, hey, quick, let's go get everybody sick over it. Come on, so settle down. But did he also do things that were amazing that most people wouldn't have done and didn't do? Did he take chances that others didn't do? And in doing so, did this significantly outweigh the others? Yes. But because... Of the wokeness we live in now, it's now he's a bad dude. And that's wrong. Because we can't look at everything anymore in a nuanced, real way. We have to look at it straight, black and white, and easy to say he's bad because everyone will cheer you on. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Lear Capital. We talk about the kitchen table things that people talk about, right? Kitchen table. Inflation being a big one. Market up, down, sideways, up, down, size, up, down. You don't know what to do. How about this? Check out Lear Chad L E A R C H A D. See what they have to offer. Precious metals, gold, silver, coins. Talk to them. Taking a piece of what you've got and moving it over in such a way that is a huge win for you and your portfolio. It's a smart thing to do in today's world. Diversify. L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D. Lear Chad, Go over there. 25 years of experience. They want to absolutely show you what the things are available to you to do in a precious metals marketplace to hedge yourself in a time of uncertainty. They're going to send you out investor kits. It's going to have a coin in there, too. A free coin for you. No, no purchase necessary. No obligation. And it is a 50-cent gold piece. Kennedy, 50-cent gold piece. Check it out now. LearChad.com. LearChad.com. Chad Benson Show.
7: Think like fear and white male privilege to me.
6: I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender.
5: Are you so bitch? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding me?
8: Not a great way to use your white privilege.
0: Some people get it. Some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. <laughs>
1: Ah, good weekend for me in the old football world. My picks continuing to rock and roll. One game left tonight, uh, Chiefs at home against the Raiders. I think that one will be a Chiefs win. Put money on it, baby. But uh, yesterday, solid fun. I got wrong the Colts-Broncos. I started out 0-2 because the Packers lost in London to the Giants. Then it started to roll for me. Patriots won 29-0. Chargers beat the Browns. Exciting game. Texans beat my uh, Jaguars. Uh, Bucks beat the Falcons. Bills crushed the Steelers. Jets thumped the Dolphins. I had somebody go, Chad, how can you pick the Jets? I'm like, I just have a feeling. Uh, Vikings beat the Bears. Titans beat the Commanders. Sorry, Phil. Phil wrote me last night. Just not thrilled by all the stuff happening. Seahawks, Saints. Uh, That was a uh, uh, a good win for me. I picked that one. Panthers, 49ers. I went 49ers. Eagles, Cardinals went 49ers. Eagles. I uh, did choose the Rams over the Cowboys, which didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. By the way, how about, is that Cooper Rush is his name? That guy's what, 5-0? and o? Is there going to be a controversy? So let's just say, for the sake of argument, that three weeks from now, which is I think two, three weeks from now when Dak is expected to return. They go out and win next week in Philadelphia, and they're like, they're sitting like 6-1 that's hard to make a change, right? That's how Dak got the gig. And last night, Ravens, Bengals, I picked the Ravens. They won. So uh, 11 wins last week. I'm 47-31-1. and So take that, kids. Speaking of football, uh, yet again, another idiot ran on the field. And I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but it was a young idiot. How old was he? I don't know. Some people say he was a 10-year-old. But he runs on the field right gets slammed to the ground by security guards people freak out how dare they and this goes after last monday night that guy runs on the field and he gets hammered by uh you know a couple rams and of course he files charges because you know he's mean and this fan runs on the field and it's a kid right finally people are going okay hold on a second uh how the hell did this kid get on the field? The police said he's not ten. The lady has several kids with her at the game was confused about which one had run on the field. Again, play a stupid game, win a stupid prize. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program if you missed any of the show. Feel free to grab the podcast, iTunes, right. Your, your 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 Spotify and everywhere else in between it's the Chad Benson show
0: this is the Chad Benson show thoughts independent life
1: this is chad benson it's getting ugly in the ukraine we knew that they are not stopping they are coming hard last week i think over the last couple of weeks very pivotal You'll see what's going on there you've got our president behind closed doors talking about armageddon nuclear armageddon and then over the weekend uh, a bridge a mighty important bridge gets crushed by the Ukrainians.
3: All right, we begin this hour with a massive explosion paralyzing one of Russia's key supply routes in the war with Ukraine. The blast rocked the Kerch Bridge. You see it right there. It's Russia's only mainland link to the annexed Crimean Peninsula. And that small stretch of water you see on the map is Russia's only crossing. The bridge, not just a critical supply line, but also a symbol of Russia's attempt to claim Crimea from Ukraine. A Russian investigative committee arrived this morning to inspect the damage. And so far, no one has claimed responsibility for the blast.
1: We know it is. It's it's probably Ukraine with with the help of us and probably other NATO allies. But that takes out resupplying. Uh, It really was, you know, a brilliant move but pissed the pooter off and the pister is now i mean the pooter is now he is inside of his own security council this is where things really start to go south and you know that if you ever study of military once the leaders get involved in military stuff it goes south you had a one of the you know the fake politicians running one of the regions said that shoigu who was running everything that guy should shoot himself so pooter today what happens well He's pissed, he's angry, so start firing.
3: The streets here in Kiev are nearly empty. We left the hotel bunker a short while ago. Most people uh, took cover after the first round of missile strikes, at some in the city's subway. But the timing of this, you know, it is key. Happening on a Monday morning during rush hour, when many people would have been traveling to school, traveling to work.
1: Yeah, and uh, 10 people dead, 60 injured. It is uh, an ugly ugly situation but it was something that you expected he was going to do something he was he was going to blow something up he was going to do something he's not quite there yet and there we know where there is there is nuclear there is evil there is the mushroom cloud there is a changing of the world as we know not quite there yet but there's no doubt he's wanting to get there. If he's continued to be pushed into an area where there is, there's no off ramp. There's no off ramp for him. There's nowhere to go. There's no retirement plan for him. The, those days of him, you know, hiding in, in in an area and retiring quietly to the Black Sea and with his four or five dachas and all of his you know 19 year old gymnastic girlfriends and those days have passed now. People are angry and upset. People are frustrated. People are seeing their kids go off, understanding that it's going to get worse for them. Which could mean worse for everybody. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky responding to those explosions this morning, confirming they are Russian missile strikes. He says there are dead and wounded. And he went on to say to his people that are taking shelter to continue taking shelter. And then he said that Russia is trying to, quote, wipe us off the face of the earth. Yeah. And. Is there is there any way this changes? Desperate man with nothing to lose, most dangerous human being on Earth. Depending on what expert you're watching, in you know these people over here say that they've moved some of their nuclear stuff. These people over here say, eh, they really haven't moved any of their nuclear stuff. Here's what I'll tell you. Would I be surprised in the, in the coming weeks, if things got even more desperate, that he doesn't do something insane? I wouldn't be surprised, would you? How does that change it for all of us? People aren't paying attention to this the way that they should be, and it's hard. You know, as a kid growing up, I, I went through the Cold War. It's hard to think, man. We got we got, we got elections coming up. Things are going sideways. I mean, we're, we're trying to put all these things together. You know, I got to pay for my kids this, and I got to do that. And as we do these things, it's hard to keep track of everything. And, you know, some people's, you know, give a meter can only go so far. But I will tell you this. He does that. It changes everything. There is no other story in the world. If he does that, there is no other story in the world. You would just like to think that there is somebody out there inside the Kremlin and and probably in China that could say, dude, if you do it, we're you're done. You're done, done. You're done, done, done. I don't know if that person's out there and I don't even know if he would listen. To anybody at this point, three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. We got elections coming up in less than a month, and I found this to be rather interesting. This right here is a lady who's upset with the way things are going in an area of which I love, Portland. I'm looking at you guys. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Betsy Johnson. She's running for Oregon governor. Not thrilled by things. At all. I wonder why.
4: I'm embarrassed. As a native Oregonian, I am embarrassed. I'm embarrassed about the breakdown of our processes. I'm embarrassed about policy. I'm embarrassed about how Portland looks. The change is negative and fast and unwelcome. Oregon can't succeed if Portland fails. And Portland is failing right now.
1: Yeah. It's not just failing. It's falling apart. It's a hot mess. She's unaffiliated now, but she was a Democrat. But she's being honest. And it's crazy in a day that we have somebody who's honest about this. And I love the fact that, you know what, she comes out and says, hey, look, this is a hot mess. A hot mess. Look what's going on in this city, the biggest city, our city, our town. It's disgusting.
4: It's homelessness. It's crime. It's open-air drug dealing. It is the laissez-faire attitude towards drugs here.
8: Our streets are. Shit. I go through a street and every drug addict flips me off. I'm not moving. We've been there for 33 years. They need to move.
5: I lived in a city that aired on the side of compassion. I've now realized that
4: this is absolutely not compassionate.
1: Yeah. And why I find it interesting is just her political position. She is, you know. She's, she has moved in a way where I think a lot of people live now, which is somewhere in the middle, a little right, little left. I think, by and large, most of us are a little right. We don't live in extremes. We don't. Unfortunately, extremes dominate the conversation. And it matters because, unfortunately, because of those extremes, is why we have the politicians in many cases that we have, and the politics that we deserve— because apparently the extremes are the only ones anybody will pay attention to. And that's a sad thing.
0: Machine gun owning Betsy Johnson. She thinks convicted domestic abusers and stalkers should be able to buy guns. And even after mass shootings,
8: defends military assault weapons.
4: I'm concerned about the the rights afforded Americans under the Second Amendment. I don't think law-abiding Oregonians should be punished for the activities of criminals and uh, the mentally ill and, uh, and, and unfortunately sadly deranged kids.
1: Yeah. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah. Not saying she doesn't have her flaws. Again, every candidate does. They're human beings. But finding somebody who says, look, uh, you know, I could be compassionate, but that didn't work. Now I've got to be real. And by the way, your compassion is either laziness or you you hate these people, right? Yeah, I'm pro-Second Amendment. No, I don't think crazy people should have. That's, you know, I mean, little things, though. People coming out against, in theory, your own party. Why would you do that? It's not about that. It's about holding accountable. If you go back... 30 40 50 60 years the democrats and republicans of those days do not represent what you see today in many cases the people that were in belief back then have seen their parties move away from them is there it's not a middle ground is there common sense reasonable people out there who can get back to what we need To get done to move forward in a way that's real from everything from the state governments right your local governments all the way up to dc
4: that there are republicans and democrats who are hungry hungry to collaborate and work together but the rigidity of partisanship has made it impossible Everybody talks a good bipartisan line, but I think that there would be ample legislators who would be thrilled to say mean old Betsy is making us work together. Nobody, I can't imagine a person who's proud to come home to their district where people are dying on the streets. I believe that you can find consensus between R's and D's. Work on the easy stuff first. Nothing begets a win like a previous win.
1: Amen. Again, how will she do? Uh, We'll see but definitely ripe for the picking up there in Oregon. Common sense. It's there. Some people have tried to move in there. Some people have been around long enough to be in these 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 meetings, have been around long enough to be in a, a situation where they've been in politics and they realize, man, it is such a game. And people take advantage of it. And it's sad. We'll see. 323-538-2423. 3, 3, 3, at Ched Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into a little what's trending. Plus, a, a, a football coach quits. And why he quits is the reason why I don't coach for all the years of soccer. Well, I don't have time anymore, but still, why I don't coach. It's very interesting. Talk about that. A lot of stuff. My pillow right now has the uh, amazing Per Kale sheets on sale now. Right now, deep, deep, massive discounts for you. How deep? Forty forty dollars, normally ninety. You do the math, kids. That's huge. It's like sixty percent. Yeah, that's right. Off. Just for you. Two hundred and fifty thread count. Smooth, nice, breathable, cool. You're gonna sleep amazing. Six day money back guarantee. King, queen size. You get the pillowcases, the whole nine yards, tons of styles and colors to choose from. And they got deep discounts on everything. You go to mypillow.com slash Benson. You're gonna take advantage of this. this the sale of the year per kale bed sheets plus my pillow. Yeah, deep discount. Huge discount on the mattress topper, the slippers, you name it, they've got it. And the $40 per kale bed sheets, normally 90 right now sale of the year. Get those now. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. What's trending? Straight ahead, Chad Benson Show.
0: me too, hashtag immigration reform, hashtag help, I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out, the Chad
1: Benson show, 4, 3, 2, 1, zero. ignition, Lift off. now it's time to find out, what's trending, what's trending, yeah, what does that mean, I mean something right, like it's trending on the old internet, what's trending, let's find out what's trending on the old interwebs, shall we? Oh, we shall, kids. We shall. Let's start first and foremost in Twitter. It's uh, World Mental Health Day. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mental Health Day. Uh, People struggling with that. Indigenous People Day. Ooh, ooh. Columbus Day trending. Ah, jeez, jeez. Happy Thanksgiving. Canadians gather to give thanks on Monday. Oh my goodness. Ben Bernanke won the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, The ex-Fed chair and two others Research on the banks and the financial crisis that took place.
3: Oh, 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 oh.
1: That's crazy. Italian-Americans are upset because now uh, Columbus is the evil Madonna. Freaking out. I don't know. That was weird. I saw it last night. Nuri Martinez. We'll talk about it a little bit later. She's the head. She's the president of the L.A. City Council. Uh, she is a Latina. Is she Latinx? No, she's regular old Latina. Uh, she uh, said horrific things about one of her colleagues and his black son, racist things along with several other people in the city council and so it'll be interesting because it's this time like white people are like this is all you guys <laughs> you guys bite over this, head over and see the magical world of Google number one search thing yesterday, Packers sucking losing to the Giants in London, Bengals Arsenal, Liverpool, watch that game what a game, one of the games of the year football, of course. Cowboys, Rams, 49ers, Phillies. Yeah, Phillies. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, baseball's going on. It's kind of the only time I watch it. It's the Playoffs. I watched last night the last couple innings of the Padres game, flipping back and forth. Indigenous People's Day is also trending. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater exited yesterday's game. QB for the Dolphins due to concussion protocol, which is getting a lot more scrutiny because of what took place uh, a couple Thursday nights ago, uh, also with the Dolphins, and two Tua Tungvaloa. And the reason's simple, man. It, it, people are worried about these guys, how hard they're getting hit, and are they really getting checked out in a way that is right? Because it's not good. The damage for these guys is tremendous. And we're finding that out more and more and more and more. And the NFL now is basically pulling you out if they think that, you know, you could have just tripped over your shoelaces, like bring that guy out, could have a concussion.
5: This is a fairly significant change because under the old protocol, if someone stumbled or had what we call gross motor instability, then it was up to the team doctor and the sideline unaffiliated neuro to try to decide, was that stumbling because of a brain injury or was it because of some other injury? Under the new protocol, there's no longer a need to make that distinction.
1: Yeah, because the week before, Tua Tungavaloa got crushed. Right? So, you know, when his fingers were all rigor mortis, right? And all that's the fencing, and they call it. The week before, he was pushed to the ground, hit his head, got up, stumbled, and they said, Oh, he said, No, no, it was a back injury. And then four days later, the horrific hit comes and now you can't say it's a back injury you may say it's a back injury unless it's obviously a back injury we see a guy who who doesn't hit his head but you know some guy crushes in the back maybe that's different i don't know i think now they're going to be playing it cautious you're playing with people's domes man that's their melon that's their melon so and athletes i will tell you this we'll do anything to get back on the field We will do anything to get back on the field. So, yeah, they're going to be cautious now. Overly cautious, probably at times, but I think in the long term, better for the player. 323 538 2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Speaking of the players, speaking of coaches, one coach said, Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show.
5: Chad Benson Show.
0: Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson.
1: About a month away till we go to the uh poll. We vote. Senate race is getting very, very close. Who will win? It depends, right? You know, I mean, every day there's a new. It's like, oh, the Republicans are going. Oh, the Democrats. Oh, the Republican. No, it's a Democrat. No, it's the Republican. No, uh, I don't know. I, uh, if you were to ask me, who do I think is going to win? I'm going to say the Democrats. Their momentum. Uh, you know, some of this is about peaking at the right time. Can we just be honest? It's like it's like sports. It's peaking at the right time. And right now, after a summer where the Republicans saw their lead dwindle in some areas and went from being surefire winners in both the Senate and the House, eh, they've really started to pull some momentum back. And they look to be getting hot at the right time on the other side of it you know, it's, you still got a month. Who knows? Real clear politics is saying it is going to be the Republicans. This year, Herschel Walker will lose, but the GOP will take two seats and the Senate majority. And they, the, the House was re- really never in doubt. I think most people assume the House was going to be, you know, oh, you know, I mean, Michael Moore, a couple. oh, it's going to be a, a blue wave, a tsunami. But uh, the reality is, and it's, that was never in doubt. The the, the doubt was, could they win by 15 or 20 seats, which was kind of the big thing, right? They, one time that looked like an 18 seat flop where they'd have the lead. Now it looks like it's going to be the Republicans crushing everything. That is, that's huge. If you're a Republican, you got to have a smile on your face. It doesn't mean that they can't screw it up. Uh, Which we know, but now they're focusing on areas where they know we need to focus on certain areas. We need to put money in areas where we know there is an opportunity to win.
5: Republican leaders are focusing on states where Senate races are a toss-up. In Pennsylvania, Republicans are dumping millions of dollars into the Senate race. A new poll shows Republican Mehmet Oz closing the gap on John Fetterman, 46-40. to 40. Back in June, Fetterman held a nine-point lead in the same poll.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a toss-up uh, in, in Georgia. I think that one right there, I think Oz is much closer. So it's going to be interesting. Very, very interesting because there will still be issues. There will still be issues between now and the time that we go to said polls. That may upend this, but right now I feel like the momentum has swung really hard back into to the right. And if the Republicans continue to stay focused on things that matter, okay, here's what matters. Economy, economy, economy. That's it. Jobs, recession, rising price of oil, rising price of goods and foods, etc. You stay there. Immigration. If you want to you dip your toe in some areas. Immigration. things, Fine. But don't get dragged into the wackiness of things that you don't need to be fighting over at this point in time. Keep it kitchen table. And you'll win. Stray from there, and you might get yourself in trouble. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Uh, tweet at us. Text the program. I uh, got a lot of people. Somebody said, uh, "You guys are election deniers." Chad, you're an election denier. And I'm like, how am I an election denier? I've never doubted that uh, that Biden's the president. Uh, well, what about 2016 and all that stuff? And I'm like, I've said that a thousand times. I thought it was a bunch of crap. Right? Stacy Abrams spouting out, you know, all the stuff. She got served a uh uh, you know, served in court, if you will. You got served in the Supreme Court, Georgia Supreme Court, by an Obama appointee. You said, Yeah, your 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 stuff is unfounded here. Just a couple weeks ago. I've said the entire Russia thing was a bunch of crap. And the and the and the and the, and the oh, he's not my president stuff, all the same. So no. No. You hear what you want to hear. Right Again, stop making excuses for your side behaving poorly. Stop doing that. And I'm going to ask you guys this right now. Is Herschel Walker the best you have in Georgia as a Republican? Is that the best you have? Fair question. Maybe the most famous you have, but is that the best you have? And what's that say about us? Oh yeah, yeah. I got some more tweets, texts coming up in a little bit. Uh I coached soccer for a while after I stopped playing. And I stopped after a while. I just couldn't do it. I I I hated it. The kids, in some cases, were so obnoxious, and partly because their parents were obnoxious and they allowed their parents, uh, you know, their parents allowed the kids to be it was it was it was awful. Didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. And I did coach my little brother, Spencey's team. People say, well, you coached his team. Yeah, but his special needs team. Parents were having fun. Nobody cared. Right? We were out there having a good time. But club soccer wouldn't have anything to do with it. Would not. This is a coach who's done coaching.
8: Hmm. Why?
2: the joy of coaching kind of gets ripped away from you
8: for 19 years con chase has coached high school football for the last two seasons at cardinal spellman high school in brockton that is until thursday
2: night it's just general vulgar behavior
8: the head coach resigned after the team's thursday night game against bishop fenwick he says due to two seasons of verbal abuse from the sidelines from his own players' parents,
2: it's just nonstop. Whether it's the play stink, I don't have the team ready. They're just yelling at us. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the insanity.
1: I mean, how, at least once a week, what do we see? We see parents behaving badly. You see fights in the stands. You see, what was it, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, a guy got shot. Started by an NFL player, by the way, Akiv uh, Tlaib, right? Was he a part of the whole nightmare? It was his brother guy. I mean, all of this insanity that goes on. And parents feel like they're able to go. I, that's why I don't coach, right? It is, you know, you're given of yourself in many cases. But parents behave badly. Guess what happens then? Kids behave badly.
8: For a while, he was escorted from games or went out a back exit for safety. But he reached a breaking point when he had to tell his wife and kids to stay at home.
2: I can't have, I don't want my daughter to hear stuff like that said about their dad.
8: Coach Chase's resignation comes as the state's high school athletic association has asked fans in the stands to calm down. The MIAA says it's had a referee shortage for a couple seasons now, in part because of verbal abuse from parents in the stands.
2: Last year we had a guy follow our assistant coaches out of the booth. Yeah, think about that for a second. Is that insane?
1: I get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how insane parents are. They think their kid's it, right? I'm under no illusion my son's going to play in the NHL. Right? Never in the illusion. If he wants to and he wants to work hard at it and he's got a shot, fantastic. I'll do everything I can to, to give him every opportunity to get there. What I will not do is criticize coaches for their play calling and things like that for the way, because it's stupid. Right? It is. Now, At least with my son, it cost me a lot of money for him to play. This is high school. But these parents now are obsessed. They want the scholarship. They want the Instagram look. They want all of the things and all of the trappings that they think their kid's going to the next level. And it's sad. It's absolutely sad that that's where we are. And I'm telling you, it trickles down to the kids.
6: We can never forget that when our coaches are coaching, they're doing this for the love of the sport and for what they're trying to do for young athletes.
0: I feel like our parents and our students have done a really nice job of trying
8: to maintain control. I step back. As a parent, I have never
2: questioned anything that a coach has done.
8: Despite her hands-off attitude, Deirdre says she's seen the vitriol.
2: The parents getting angry, going down onto the sidelines, screaming at them.
8: Yeah.
1: And understand, too, you know, in some places, it's... (laughs) Your kids are only going to be as good in your team as the rest of the team, if that makes sense. We expect parents... Right? These guys who are coaching, gals who are coaching, to be miracle workers, they're not. But that's what it is. By the way, they're 2-3. and three. They needed one win to earn a playoff for the first time since 2019, and it is hilarious. They're playing in a division that they're probably playing up big time, and you're sitting there going, well, this is crazy. right?" But no, this is what it is now. And it's because parents believe that their kid's the next coming of, the next something of, the next this of. Oh, I've seen those kids, and you know who they are. You know exactly who they are. But everybody feels their kid is just that. And they're going to criticize, and they're going to do it because they think they can do it better. And the way that they go about doing it is hate. It's vitriol. You're unhappy? You let it be known to the, to the to the powers that be. Hey, but so much of it isn't about the team's winning and losing. So much of it is about what? My kid.
8: For Coach Chase, he hopes his willingness to step off the field will be a wake-up call for parents in the stands.
2: I'm a real person with real feelings, too, and I, I care about their kids tremendously. That's why I'm there trying to help them be, do as good as they can.
8: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's sad. I will say when I coached uh, the last year I coached and this just, I never wanted to do it again. Uh, I coached a club team under 16 girls and uh, very wealthy parents. I mean like stupid wealthy, like the kind of wealth for some of them that is wealth, not well to do, not rich, but wealth. And we had two twin girls who were going to be supermodels. I mean, they were all, you know, and they were the most entitled, kids you've ever met. Parents owned a bunch of restaurants throughout Southern California. The way they spoke to their mother one day, right before a game, I benched them. Their mom heard everything. She came to me afterwards yelling at me because I didn't play her kids after they called her the C-word. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. This is nuts no part of this have fun have fun crazy and nowadays you flash forward that was 15 20 years ago i'd never coach again three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benches show is your twitter tweet at us text the program rough greens it's great for your dog it's great for your dog's food it's great for your dog's body Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega three, six, nine. Canine Vita Smart is the supplement your dog needs to help with joint pain, with aches and pains, with with to give them better energy to help with their coat and their and their skin. It's amazing. Give it to my dog Doodle uh, before the show. I was talking about what'd you do this weekend? I said I did nothing. I sat there with Doodle the dog on Saturday and we watched football all day. And and his old dog. Next thing you know, Anthony's. Like, I can't believe Doodle's still alive. I said, I know, right? Still alive, still kicking, still having fun. You can try it for yourself. The best supplement around for your dog. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. All you have to do is go to ruffgreens.com slash Chad. You cover the cost of shipping. They're going to give you a bag for free. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson show.
0: don't get into politics as an ordinary suburban housewife i feel a little disrespected i teach my children not to name call you are a
6: flabberman! a
7: flabberman!
5: come on man um guys can we please keep the chatter to a minimum chad benson
2: Smiling. Good news for last week's box office number one, the horror flick Smile, stays on top for week two, earning another 17.6 million dollars. We have a crocodile living in our right. attic. The family film Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile bowed in second with 11.5 million, but it's a big disappointment for the weekend's other new release. Try to be optimistic. Filmmaker David O. Russell's star-studded comedy Amsterdam opened with only 6.5 million bucks, about 8 percent of the reported 80 million it cost to make.
1: What about Bros, the most consequential movie in the history of movies? Oh, yeah, it still sucks. Nobody sees it. Not even gay people. But, but, yeah, no. Didn't work. Get over it. They threw money at it. They thought everybody wanted it. Uh, New York, Los Angeles, don't count as everybody. Case in point this weekend, Tar. What's Tar? It is a two-hour and 53-minute movie about a I guess it's a uh, conductor right L- Lydia tar widely considered one of the greatest living composer conductors and first ever female chief conductor of a major German orchestra and it's about that and like the the oh my god people are loving you know who's not seeing that the average person right but it, it got 160 thousand. Over the four theaters it was in. Yeah, in the theaters it was placed. It's two hours and 38 minutes long. Sorry. It's not going to be that. You may win an award in a movie that nobody sees. Kate Blanchett's in it. Fantastic. That's a movie that you do because you want to win an award. That's that's the reality. That's not for the masses. By the way, speaking of reviews, according to study finds, when a movie review by critics and viewers match up, the film makes more money. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A decade or two ago, most Americans browsed a local newspaper for what? The latest movie reviews. For example, 2018, most U.S. adults, 63%, said they had moderate to heavy reliance on online reviews while deciding what to watch. But if you noticed, if you go and watch stuff like this tar movie, you'd be really well liked by all of the peoples that are the reviewers. Because they're all afraid. Oh, you know, it's part of being something or other. Oh, the wokeness or whatever. Hey, to be reviewed. It's great. It's great acting. It's it's it's, it's riveting. It's dramas. Blah, blah, blah. Just, you know. But the average person's gonna be like, Ugh. Right? And there's times when you go and look, and it's like, they've given it 98% certified critics by Rotten Tomatoes. You go look, and it's like 12%. Who's it made for? If it's made for critics, fantastic. But it's not. It's made for people to consume in mass. Oh,
5: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And every once in a while, you get some that cross. I will say the Smile movie is, uh, man, that thing's killing it. And once again, horror movies do really well during horror time. Because, well, they're cheap to make. And scaring people, it's big money. It's going to do over a hundred million. It's on its way to probably doing 150 million on a $15 million budget. You know what that's called? Profit. 323-538-2423 3, 3, 3, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter if you miss any of the show, any of the program, grab the podcast, right? A lot of big stuff in the third hour if you don't get the third hour. Bang on your pro program director wherever you are go
4: get me the third hour Chad
1: cause that guy's good times. Chad Benson. Joe.
0: This is the Chad Benson show. independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson
1: you know last week uh the whole armageddon thing that uh biden said in a meeting you know we touched on a little bit on friday yeah, it's, uh, you know since 1962 we, we we haven't had been anywhere like this you know people are like, was it an old guy just saying something a la taiwan at, at a fundraiser or is there more to it but one of the things I found interesting is people behind the scenes at the White House are saying they're curious as to why America isn't paying as much attention to this. And I think it's, it's you know what, we have the attention span of a gnat. We're We're blessed to live where we live. We live in an area in which chances of us being invaded are slim to none, with slim leaving town long ago. Uh, The nobody's coming to Canada. No, Canada's not evading us. Max, you could could argue people from Mexico are evading us. Oh, Chad, that's. But you you understand, militarily, it ain't happening. We've got the greatest defense when it comes to what we have, which is the oceans. Proximity to people who hate us. Uh, You know, that that ship sailed a long time ago uh, with Cuba and the Soviets falling apart. The reality is, though, we just don't pay the kind of attention, and we should. But we're not. But over the weekend, I'll tell you what, this bridge thing has amped it up. If you did not see what happened, the Kerch Bridge, well, it got blowed up.
3: All right, we begin this hour with a massive explosion paralyzing one of Russia's key supply routes in the war with Ukraine. The blast rocked the Kerch Bridge. You see it right there. It's Russia's only mainland link to the annexed Crimean Peninsula. And that small stretch of water you see on the map is Russia's only crossing. The bridge, not just a critical supply line, but also a symbol of Russia's attempt to claim Crimea from Ukraine. A Russian investigative committee arrived this morning to inspect the damage. And so far, no one has claimed responsibility for the blast.
1: Yeah. But it's another step in 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 pushing and that's what's going and the push is going to be real. people want't have gone you know that I know that everybody will. he he has no off ramp and that's the terrifying thing because you'd like to think there's no retirement plans I've been saying for for outside of EDI Amin and taking all the money you can get and then fleeing to another country that is going to be kind and sympathetic to you uh, and allowing you to live there until your death there is no retirement plan for people like Putin. And it is going to get nasty, and the potential of what may come is frightening. We should all be a little worried. Now, with that being said, today started like any other day, a Monday in Kiev, but it quickly, quickly, quickly changed
3: Kiev is on edge we woke up to the sound of several loud bangs at just after 8 a.m smoke rising from the city center this is one of the first targets that was hit cleanup is underway part of the road has been ripped up the windows blown up out of this building this is a busy intersection you know where hundreds of cars pass through during rush hour
1: yeah and boom changed everything Kiev hasn't been hit for a while And it was definitely a reaction, if you will, to what took place. Because how important is that bridge? Well, it's about supplying. If you cut off the supply lines, you choke. If you choke them uh, and and they're not getting the things they need, well, guess what's going to happen? It's going to get ugly and uglier. And every time there is a step that takes place and goes from point A to point B, People start to get nervous that he is going to do something, and that's what people are waiting for. That one thing that changes everything, that takes Kanye, that takes the NFL, that takes the financial inflation and worries, that takes the election off the front and puts this not just in our front pages around the world, I mean around here, but around the world. It becomes the only story.
5: Vladimir Putin holding his National Security Council meeting, directly tying the attack in Crimea to the response here, but significantly warning that more could come if Ukraine continues to attack. No indication that Ukraine will stop. I think everyone is bracing to see how this escalates, what happens next.
1: Yeah, and we shall see what happens next. Do we know? No, we don't. Because with him, you don't know. The whole point is, did it make everybody feel uncomfortable? Yes. Killed 10. There may be more, uh, but it's got everybody worried. But the worry is, is there something else that he's willing to do? We talked to Mike Lyons on Friday, and he says not quite there yet, but the worry is it's getting closer every day, especially with that off-ramp no longer really available where he's able to walk away from this feeling like he won something saving face with this country, and at the same time, being able to hold some power. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Hope all is well with you. Hope you guys have had a phenomenal weekend. Uh, Things are getting more and more expensive. You know that. I know that. Last week's... uh, uh, you know, luckily for us here, it's weird. Gas prices are starting to rise elsewhere. Here, they're starting to fall because of the whole ridiculousness that we have with the, uh, uh, the refineries. But the truth is, it's not going to get better. And we're really going to start to feel it come November time is when the Saudis and, and OPEC is going to cut their output by $2 million barrels a day that's november we're not there yet god it's weird we're already in the 10th day of october 21 days away from the great night of halloween but still i digress
7: every kitchen table cost is going to go up not down and i realize costs are going up on food and i was able to bring gasoline down well over a dollar 60 but it's it's inching up because of what the russians and, and the saudis just did i like how you're
1: able to bring it down but when it goes up Wait, wait, what? Look, presidents get too much blame and too much, uh, uh, you know, uh, they get too much credit for when things go good. I think we've talked about that. And they get too much blame. But that's just the nature of the business, right? Like how many times have you watched sports? and You're like, man, that guy's coaching his butt off, but his team sucks because the general manager is surrounded with people who just can't get the job done. But who loses their job more often than not? It's going to be the coach. It's going to be the coach we give too much blame that being said you didn't bring it down by a buck 60 so to take credit for it is ridiculous and let's let's not forget if we're going to play the game of oh yeah he did okay then well why is it up a buck plus well because of Putin's war and it's always Putin's fault when things go up and when things comes down we celebrate oh my god he's done a great job
3: What do you say to Americans right now, Secretary Walsh, who at this point may be losing confidence that the Biden administration can make this economy work for them when three out of four Americans say the economy is poor?
2: Well, certainly when it comes to energy and what we're dealing with, gas, uh, I mean, that certainly was not created by this administration. Uh, We're dealing with a war in Ukraine. You're talking about decisions OPEC OPEC has made, uh, which is very disappointing as well. And I think what it does is for too long, America has been too dependent on foreign, foreign energy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Too dependent on foreign energy. Goes back to what we've talked about over and over again. You just said it. We're too dependent. But this administration and the green push, none of this stuff is going to change. And they'll take advantage of it, knowing we're, quote unquote, trying to do the right thing. And as we move towards being green independent, which will take decades upon decades and may not be the thing that we're looking for, we're cutting our nose off to spite our face. You just said it right there, Labor Secretary Matty Walsh. We're, we're too dependent on others oil. Oh, yeah, that's great. We have the opportunity to drill. We have the opportunity to do a lot of different things. We're too dependent on others who a hate us, who take that money and then use it to work against us and our and our our allies in our best interest. We hurt ourselves at home by making things more expensive. We could just keep checking the box. You keep running at that.
2: And I think that the, the president has very made it very clear in the clear. Inflation Reduction Act to be less dependent on foreign foreign energy supplies, whether it's oil or, or gas, as we move forward here. We need to continue to do that. We're seeing more producti- more production to, to to deal with the issue immediately. We're seeing uh, our refineries ramping up more production here in the United States of America to bring oh. the cost down for American people at the gas pump. Uh, for, right. for 13 straight weeks, we saw a reduction because of President Biden's policies and decisions. We saw gas prices coming down. Uh, you clearly, OPEC caught caught the administration by surprise.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. That being said, don't be BS SBSer, right? Which is pretty much everybody in the media news world. We get it. We talk for a living. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, "You're you're, you're talking Marty Marty Walsh. You're the labor secretary. You talk about all the great things he's done. to He didn't do anything. He re- he released our some of our strategic oil, depleting some of it. And on the other side of it, we're still not drilling anymore." And they're happy to keep this in a position where, well, it's putting a squeeze on everybody, not just us. It's putting a squeeze on the rest of the world and hurting a good portion of the rest of the world that has nothing to do with the West. Right. That's but it's Biden's when it goes down, it's you get the victory when it goes up. Whose fault's that? And the refineries said the refineries, they're fixing the refineries. The refinery, you're not refining anymore. The only reason you're refining more is because the four big refineries out in California are now moving back to being fully operational. So settle down. Putin's fault when it goes up. Biden gets the credit when it goes down. If Saudi, so what I'm hearing is if Saudi Arabia would have dropped the price by saying we're gonna we're gonna raise our output by five million barrels and oil would have collapsed, would that have been the Saudis getting the victory or Putin? Or Biden or Reagan? I don't know. I'm just throwing people out there at this point. Frustrating three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet at us text the program a lot of stuff to get to still on this Columbus Day yes we'll do some Columbus stuff we've got some of that that evil Columbus yes he was clever as much as he was uh, adventurous and uh, yes he wasn't the nicest character of all I don't know if you could afford to be the nicest character back in that day doing the things that they did. Uh, but we'll tell you why one person who is very respected says it was the greatest, most significant thing to ever happen to us and our species. Him crossing over the seas, the Atlantic, there he is. Why was it so significant? We'll tell you about it. three, two, three, five, three, eight. Twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Lear Capital wants to help you were just talking about oil up, oil down, Dow all over the place. What are you going to do? Take a little bit of what you've got and put it into precious metals, silver, gold, coins, things of that nature, and allow it to work for you. Not everything. No. It's about diversification. Lear's got over 25 years of experience. What they have been doing and what they continue to do is great. They want to make sure that you are educated in the things that you're doing before you make a trade. In fact, they do something that nobody else does. Give you 24 hours to make a decision after you've made your trade. If you get your invoice and you're not happy with the trade that you make, they'll back it out and it's not going to cost you a penny. It's what Lear does. It's about education. Right now, they're going to send you a free investor kit with a silver Kennedy half dollar. It's yours to keep. Go to LearChad, L-E-A-R, Chad.com, LearChad.com to learn more, LearChad.com. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. It's the Chad Benson Show.
0: You're listening to The Chad Benson Show.
7: In the next few weeks, we'll be opening a large humanitarian emergency response and relief center on Randall's Island that will safely house hundreds of people who have found themselves in New York City at their long journey from our southern border. But unless we take immediate action, that center will be full in days, and we will have to open another and another and another as a result of that reality, today I am declaring a state of emergency in the city of New York. That right there is Mayor Adams. a uh,
1: City of New York declaring a state of emergency over the fact that they have a lot of people that have come here via bus because they came to America illegally. They've applied for asylum and they were given a ticket when asked, in theory, hey, would you like to go to New York City? Many of these, understand that All of them that come here, the whole thought process is they have family and friends here. They're going somewhere. I don't know how many of them arrive here with like, I have no idea where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do. So they're going to be going somewhere. Some of them, a vast majority of them may be going to the East Coast in some way, shape or form or or the Northeast or or the Southeast. So the opportunity to go to the East Coast from Arizona or or, you know, uh, Texas, uh, even California is is there. But Arizona and Texas are shipping them and New York's freaking out and they're having to declare, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God.
7: New York City has already done more than nearly any other city. To support this influx of asylum seekers. And we cannot deprive longtime New Yorkers of support services, even as we address the needs of these new arrivals. It's not sustainable and it is not right.
1: Yeah, he also goes on to say, uh, We didn't ask for this. Do you think Yuma asked for this? Tucson, McAllen, El Paso? Do you think that they asked for it? They're like, No, this is what we did. Now, the one thing, and I continue to say this in, in, in fairness, the one thing is Yuma, El Paso, McAllen, Tucson. I mean, you can go there because it's happened for decades upon decades. They're in a position where they understand what's happening. They've got some services set up, but the, but the massive flux of, of, uh, of people that have, that have come in here, the crunch and the swelling of the numbers has made it impossible for them. This is you doing your part. But like everything, until it hits you in the face, you, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all about being a sanctuary city. I'm all until it happens. Well, I could say something about California. They're not bitching about it. They're not whining about it. They're not griping about it. They are what they are. Right? they they're they're welcoming anyone who shows up. They're going to give you a license and the opportunity to do stuff. They don't even care. Come, it's fine. We don't care. Everybody else though flipped out and continues to do so. Continues to do so. And that to me is hilarious. That to me is absolutely hilarious to say, oh my God, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Figure it out. It's what everybody else had to do. Smaller cities, smaller states without the amount of money and resources you have, figure it out. This is you being an American doing your part instead of everybody else having to do the heavy lifting. And when they complained about it, you said, shut up, do the right thing. We're a sanctuary city. Well, now you have a chance to prove it. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. A lot of stuff squeezed into. Wait till you hear what they said at the L.A. City Council meeting behind closed doors. Not shocking. Chad Benson Show.
5: chad benson show
0: independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson
1: democrat on democrat crime makes me laugh although this is uh eh, 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 eh. look i was telling you what what happens behind closed doors is always amazing you find out what people are really 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 like right and this there was a meeting the city council in los angeles uh behind closed doors now this is mostly the latino coalition and they were there to talk about redistricting which by the way in in the conversation we'll get that in a minute they bring something up that nobody cares about because they're focusing on one thing that should be focused about Nuri martinez the president of the la city council goes after somebody's kid mike Bonin, who's uber progressive left also a horrible council member, but did not deserve this. Neither did his kid. He's K. He's got a he's a, he's, a, he's got an adopted black son, and they went after him, saying vile and horrible horrible things about how well he used racial slurs against him in Spanish. Said that they wanted to take him out by the woodshed, essentially uh, using you know paraphrasing them. Uh, she said around the corner, I think. Because
8: he was undisciplined. Bonin posting on social media, he's hurt that one of his son's earliest encounters with overt racism comes from some of the most powerful public officials in L.A. In a statement, Bonin says, quote, We are appalled, angry, and absolutely disgusted that Nuri Martinez attacked our son with horrific racist slurs and talked about her desire to physically harm him. It's vile, abhorrent, and utterly disgraceful. The city council needs to remove her as council president immediately, and she needs to resign from office.
1: Yeah. In fact, more and more cries are coming from a lot of different people in L.A. uh, that this should happen just weeks before an election where there is a real issue here. Guy running in California in kind of an interesting way, Rick Caruso, he's a billionaire businessman who's an independent uh, because he couldn't get elected as a Republican. But he's got a chance now, and this definitely... I think pushes it up. I think people are sick and tired of, you know, we're going to talk we've talked today about the insanity of what's going on in Oregon, right? The the craziness in these big cities of one-party systems where they run everything to the ground but they treat it as their own little fiefdom. And when you get this kind of power, it's scary and you see what's going on. But then behind closed doors, you've got Latino on black hatred To go with two gay men who are in the middle of it, because they were talking about his sons being raised, their sons being raised like a white person. And you're just like, and they said, oh, yeah, plus that kid's not really, I mean, he's just an adornment. He's like a, he's like a, 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 you know, a thing, a showpiece. They could walk around with him and say, look at our kid. It's like, it's like a new handbag. And I'm just like, my God, the, the, the craziness. The craziness. I expect that from Democrats. I know everybody oh, the Republicans are evil and mean. Go ahead, and say it all day. Some of them are insane. Some of them are asshats. You're going to get nothing from me that says that's not true. That being said, I've known a plenty of Democrats in my life who talk the talk and behind closed doors, and I was talking to Anthony because it was a co-worker of ours, uh, who was the most anti-Semitic, racist individual but man was he progressive so he got a pass i don't think this i don't think they're going to get a pass here people are pissed and angry and the latino community is shocked as well protester in front of her house uh it is uh it is interesting
3: really disgusted i mean uh, and, and disappointed and embarrassed um because i'm mexican and she's supposed to represent our community
1: yeah one of the other things that was in that tape was the fact that they were talking to Uh, several labor unions, and they're like, well, yeah, we got to do everything we can to figure out how we can redistrict for you guys so it benefits you. And that just shows you, again, when everybody I hear, oh, redistricting, it's Republicans want to do that. Both sides do it. So settle down with that. Both sides love to do it. And this goes to show you, too, that third party is needed because this monopoly that both parties have, and by the way, both parties need each other because if there's only one party, guess what? You don't have to raise money to win. You don't have to go out and, and do the things you do to try to get power because you've got it. And eventually what happens is people fade away and your need becomes less and less until you screw everything up. And then the people rise up. Nary a word about the, that thing, though. And look, totally understandable based on the racist overtones in there. Kevin DeLeon, one Bill Gill, that's the guy that got, you know, for years all he wanted was, you know, people that were here illegally to get licenses. There's going to be some reckoning here, hopefully. But if it doesn't happen, it just goes to show you people are so caught up in their own party, like you see, even with the likes of, of you know, Herschel Walker, which is, you know, a nightmare. And, and And I'll be honest, I'm not, you know, the Herschel Walker thing is, should be. I know there are people out there that they don't care. As long as he wins and we get the Senate back. Uh, uh, First of all, I don't think he's up for the gig. Secondly, you know, you're out there screaming and yelling about all the things, right? You know, you should be this and you should be that. And I'm I'm living all the stuff. And people give it a pass. It goes back to that hero worship study that came out that we will give passes to the people we like or the party we like or the team that we like. Because at the end of the day, we feel it's just as much about us as anything else, and we want to win.
3: The firestorm roiling the pivotal race just a month before Election Day. The latest polling showing the race neck and neck as Walker and his Democratic opponent, Senator Raphael Warnock, make their final case to Georgia voters.
1: Yeah, Friday, they're going to debate. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, uh, Take away all of the, the controversy that's come with, you know, Herschel Walker, did or didn't he? Uh, it seems more and more likely he's kind of edging towards maybe he did pay for a woman's abortion. Uh, but it's also, I just don't feel he's up for the gig. <laughs> just not trying to be mean. I just don't think he's up for the gig. I just don't. So, but the support is still there. You know, because people like, and really what it is, is if you want to know what a person stands for, whoever writes their website and puts up all the stuff, That's the stuff that, in theory, you're voting on. To get it over the hump, it's a popularity contest, but, you know, if you go, if I was to take all of the websites on both parties and wipe their names clean, you couldn't tell me who stands for what. Meaning, you know all the Republicans stand for this and all the Democrats stand for this, but you couldn't tell me who's, I I don't know if that's so-and-so's website or such-and-such, because it's all the same. It is and then it comes down to of of you know my team versus your team and you know but
5: walkers growing in support The Republican Senatorial Committee chair, Senator Rick Scott, will campaign with Herschel Walker tomorrow in Georgia, where Senator Raphael Warnock holds a slight lead in the polls. Walker, a staunch anti-abortion candidate, denies allegations published in the Daily Beast that he paid for a woman's abortion in 2009. And the New York Times reports Walker urged the same woman to have a second abortion two years later, but she refused, giving birth to his child. ABC News has not independently confirmed the reports.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. Again, uh, you know, if I was a walker and I knew these things to be true, I would have come out and said, look, here's the deal. Before, uh, you know, years ago, I, I, I thought of only myself and, and 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 I didn't want to be burdened. And, uh, you know, you can go through a lot of these things and I've had a change of heart. And it's because of things like this. It's just it's just a poorly run campaign. But the fact that, that people are still in races where you look around and go, how is this happening? And again, you're not voting for the candidate anymore. You're voting for the team. And that's the way it is. You're voting for the team. And here we are. So I guess we're going to get what we get. (laughs) We get the politics and the politicians that we deserve. That's why voting matters, both at the local level and at the national level. And, you know, they're looking around, and now the Republicans are starting to throw money in areas that they feel that they need to because they're feeling like now, hey, the tide has turned,
5: and guess what? It's ours for the taking again. Republican leaders are focusing on states where Senate races are a toss-up. In Pennsylvania, Republicans are dumping millions of dollars into the Senate race. A new poll shows Republican Mehmet Oz closing the gap on John Fetterman, 46 to 40. Back in June, Fetterman held a nine-point lead in the same poll. Yeah.
1: And Fetterman is not, I mean, first of all, he's uber-progressive. You know, he shows up more parole hearings than his actual job, uh, you know, uh, in any of the jobs he's ever really had. Because all he cares about is parole hearings and and letting people out and social justice and damn with everybody else. Uh, He has had a stroke and he struggles. That's an issue. Take away all of the other stuff. There is an issue there is, are you up for the gig? But we don't care. Again, it goes back to whether it's Herschel Walker or John Fetterman. It is about what? The end of the day. My team winning. That's it. Nothing else. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. I do. I do. (sighs) Man, there's so much stuff. Again, it's a, it's a, we've got a cavalcade of stuff. We're going to try to squeeze as much as we can in in the final segment, including my picks, by the way. We'll do a little, uh, uh, you know, we can do some of it here. Why don't we do some of it here? Why don't we do some of it here, all right? Christopher Columbus. It's Columbus Day, worst human being on Earth, et cetera, et cetera, all the stuff. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you guys know who he is. First of all, he talks about how horrible— columbus was and he was horrible he
6: was also just it was a different time if you needed more reasons to think that columbus was a dick, <laughs> let me add one to it so on his third voyage he had already planted enough spanish flags that spain had already begun to set up governments in now i'm
1: playing this i want you guys to understand it's about a minute and a half long and this is
6: columbus and why he's more of a In these places, he had basically conquered. One of the places, I think it's Hispaniola, is his third voyage, 1503 or 1504. He's got to get back to Spain. He doesn't have enough resources, not enough food for his crew. So he asks the natives, would you please give us some of your stock that you have collected from your farming? Now, this particular group of natives only makes exactly the amount of food they need to tie to the next crop. Again, Columbus, reason why he's more rough. (laughs) So they said no, Columbus knew that one week hence, coincidentally, there was gonna be a total lunar eclipse where the full moon enters Earth's shadow and disappears. It's just a simple lunar eclipse, but that sunlight passes around Earth through Earth's atmosphere and takes on sunset colors that leach into Earth's shadow. Give it- now, McKinn,
1: it's interesting, right? We've all been here for the same amount of time. The advancements that and science and the way that things have gone forward, even to this, he understands what's coming.
6: Again, okay, Columbus, not the nicest. We knew that. Clever as well, though. Giving the moon a deep red color of blood. Columbus said, and he knew about this because he had read the eclipse table. We'd known enough about the solar system at the time. We we got that, okay? He says to the natives, If you do not give us food, my God. Which is more powerful than your god will make the moon disappear and it will turn blood red you have one week to comply some of them were skeptical what you can't what others said we gotta do what this guy (laughs) said look at the ships they came in their guns their power sure enough right on cue the moon begins to disappear because he knows the science he knows the astronomy he knew this and so he invokes this to dominate People who are not yet scientifically literate. And within seconds of this beginning, they bring him all the resources he wants. We don't know what happened back at the island, whether the people survived the winter. But he got back to the island.
1: Yeah. Just a little evidence that, yes, advancement and a Richard for sure. Now, on the other side, I'm going to show you the difference between how we should fairly look at Columbus compared to the way we did as kids And the way now that the wokeness wants to treat him. 323 538 2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. It is the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
0: Where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye.
1: Before it to break, you heard about what a horrible person Columbus was. The tricks he played to get food and the horrific thing that he did at a time when he felt he needed to do something because he had to get back to the islands. He didn't have enough food, so he tricked the natives by saying the eclipse, which he knew was coming, was his God saying, if you don't give us food... You guys are in a lot of trouble. Again, a Richard. But Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about something else here, which you won't hear mainstream media ever talk about or anybody else talk about, how important he was. How important was Columbus coming
6: to the New Lands? Christopher Columbus. I think him coming to America was the most significant thing to ever happen in our species. We're basically wandering, following the herds. Then the ice age hits. It is so cold that when the moisture evaporates from the ocean, it snows. And the snow falls, it stays. We call glaciers. So during the ice age, the ocean levels dropped, exposing the Bering Strait land bridge between Asia and what is now Alaska, basically North America.
1: Oh. So wait, he's not the worst person ever? Well, it's a long story. But no, what he did, as he said, is the most significant thing for our species.
6: That's a pretty big thing. Our ancestors who come out of Africa go into Europe. Some stayed. Others kept wandering. They keep walking because there's a land bridge there. And they enter North America. The Ice Age ends the glaciers melt back into the oceans ocean levels rise closing the land bridge stranding a branch of the human species for ten thousand years two separate branches of the human species had this continued this is why the species on australia that's why you have mammals there where they have pouches they s- split off and they evolved their own way oh wow. That is insane. So what you're
1: saying is, yes, he did some stuff that was horrible, but the reality is the thing that he did was the most significant thing in history.
6: Now, Columbus crosses the Atlantic, makes contact with humans. This is the first time that has happened in 10,000 years. We have rejoined two branches of the human species. We are now one Common genetic group, and that genetic crossbreeding now continues to this day. This was a hugely significant event—the rejoining of the branches of the human species.
1: Again, interesting. Yes, you know what? Like all great people from the past, they've got their flaws, and we look at everything through the wokeness culture of today and think automatically evil and bad. I think that every Native American and and every tribe all got along and they held hands and sang and that was a bunch of baloney. You knew that and I knew that. We make things simple for kids that maybe, you know, we need to, to give them. And, and I'm a big fan of teaching everything, obviously, you know, age appropriate. That being said, it's interesting to find out there's so much to stories that we don't know. Because as we write the history, we write it for for us. 323-538-2423 3, 3, 3, at Chad Benson Shows your Twitter. Uh, my football picks, I did really well. Uh, I won, what, eleven? Lost four, one game tonight. I have the Chiefs over the Raiders, which I think will happen. That'll be a 12 wins. Man, I'm up 47 31 in one with one game to play. I'm doing I, right, kids, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm doing better. Because I suck the first two weeks. 323-538-2423 3, 3, 3, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Have you had a fun, solid, enjoyable, and productive Monday? We will do it again tomorrow. As always, Night Night Jack.
0: This is the Chad Benson Show.